Welcome to Conversations with a Life Coach, a podcast series that explores the nuances of current topics in a world that tells us to think in black and white. Episode 8, The Truth About Life Coaching. What is a life coach? A life coach is... So life coaching is a methodology, right? Like you have um, therapy and you have other methodologies of self-inquiry um life coaching is helping you the intention of life coaching is to take you from where you are in the present and build yourself and build an action plan Mm -hmm. to help you become a better version of yourself so so we're all life coaches then we all can be life coaches because we are coaching ourselves because you said it's a methodology of self what was the word you used? inquiry self-inquiry mm-hmm. so we all do that as individuals mm. and as a life coach you help other people to do self-inquiry or to be better at it yeah the issue is that we're not seeing clearly that's the issue because mm-hmm. we've we have so many layers that we need to unpeel and it's very hard to be ourselves and look from outside of ourselves as well mm-hmm. which is why most of the time you need someone to help you through the process because you can't experience yourself but also be self-observant um so a life coach would help you unpack all the layers of conditioning all the layers of like that you've put on because you've tried to please others there's so many layers that we've taken on that are not actually a representation of our truthful expression Mm -hmm. so life coaching helps you really understand your truth and helps you put processes and steps and action plan in place to get you to and keep you accountable to becoming a better version of you uh and why i'm assuming you went through this process yourself Mm -hmm. um and after doing that why did you decide you wanted to help other people along that journey Mm. i've understood how miserable I was not because I am miserable or I'm unhappy or sad Mm. as a person Mm. but because of all the things that I've been told to be and to do all the shoots that I've internalized in myself they were leading my life by close people by family by society by everything right the issues that you don't know what's what Mm. and you know what you don't know what are the things from your beliefs that are not actually in line with your with yourself, but you've been taken on board from someone else. Um, so I was extremely unhappy. Um, and I was I I realized that by unpacking all these things, I really felt less more and more liberated mm-hmm. and more and more empowered into my own voice and my own identity and my own person outside of anyone else's opinion Mm -hmm. and i think that was so powerful for me that i wanted to give these this knowledge and this skills and this ability spread my knowledge as much as possible and help people get there 
as quick as possible so that maybe some of the misery that I've experienced that was so much self-inflicted because of the lack of understanding or clarity mm. they didn't have to go through. But what made you go through that process? Mm. Not of becoming a life coach, but of, yeah. of you doing that self-reflection, self-inquiry and the work afterwards. Mm. Um, so I worked at Nike for five years and I was made to leave because of a um, terrible manager. But we'll pack that when I want to focus on that. Um, and that really forced me to sit down and question everything because after working at Nike, that was another layer of mm. identity that was given to me that I've taken on board, became it. And it, it was such a shock to my system to be like, okay, who am I now mm. outside of Nike? I was always Nicoletta from Nike. Mm -hmm. And there was so much pride in that. Um, and then all of a sudden that was taken away and I had no idea who I was. And it started there. It started having to question who I was outside of Nike mm -hmm. to then realizing that there's so many other layers of identity that are actually not mine mm. um, so it started there and it tends to start with a shock to your system some sort of loss or some sort of big event in your life because it's interesting that's what you decided to do with your life because mm. a lot of people go the other way and mm. one trauma can lead to another trauma to leading to dependency yeah. on something or someone to help them recover from that trauma rather than mm. turning it around and trying to help other people yeah. Um, so why helping other people? Because a lot of people like that, even if they don't go the other way and continue to suffer um, from related problems, a lot of people are like, okay, that was a, a bad thing that happened to me. I'm just going to carry on with my life and try and have the best individual experience I can. Mm. What was it about your experience that made you want to help other people? Like, did you see similarities in the experiences of mm -hmm. others that you might have cared about and then once you had that realization you wanted to uh i guess help them along the way mm. i think there's a few pieces here i've always been the person that people go for advice for mm -hmm. uh, just naturally and i've always been extremely passionate about um the human mind and the psyche and what makes people do things what makes them tick why what is it that makes people change or mm. so i was just always fascinated by psychology mm. and the psychology of the mind and how the brain works and add to that the fact that i was naturally really empathetic mm. and really interested in seeing if I can help people to suffer less, if possible, if due to my understandings mm -hmm. or my learnings, I can maybe impart these knowledge to ensure that maybe people don't go through the same things that I did. 
Based on that answer, I feel like I might have a little inner life coach in myself mm. because to a certain extent, I'm someone who people come to with problems um, mm. and I enjoy um, trying to solve them. Um, so can anyone be a life coach? I mean, well, what, actually, let me rephrase mm. that. Being empathetic, being able to impart advice, that's something that most of us as individuals do, whether as a friend, mm-hmm. a colleague, parent, um, even a teacher, if you can leave that professional setting. So can anyone be a life coach? Yes, everyone can be a life coach, but I really want to make something super clear mm-hmm. because I think there's a misconception here, which I had when I started um, the whole journey of coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what got me in then to realize that it's not what I thought it was. Mm. Um, Coaching is not someone comes to me and I give them advice from my experience. Coaching is about the other person. Coaching is about listening and understanding and completely abandoning yourself and becoming almost like a vessel. container for the other person's experience and life and values so you see through their lens but you also have the ability to see outside of it to understand okay how can i move this person and who they are right now what is the right language what are the right tools how can i speak to them Mm -hmm. in such a way in which we can move to becoming whatever they want to become So it's not about me telling, giving you advice from my path and from my understanding what has worked for me, but it's about me understanding what will work for you. And there's so many times I go and say, does this resonate with you? Because for me, it really needs to ring true to the other person because otherwise, first, they're not going to do it. Secondly, it's not about me. It's about what works for the other person. So sometimes I would say, most of the time it's about questioning, like mm-hmm. really the power of coaching is in asking the right questions that people have not thought about before. Yeah. But sometimes it's about like, okay, there's a few options I see here. What, which one resonates with you? It's not about me telling you, you should do this. That is the thing. If I come to you, uh, um, I'm going to use probably the wrong term, but you're consulting me, you're helping mm. me. Um, you can see my problems, I've laid out the issue. Mm-hmm. And you can see I'm doing something idiotic, silly, self destructive. Yeah. Don't you have some sort of moral duty to be like, listen, you need to stop doing that, mm. first of all. You need to do X, 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 and X. Because if you are outside of that person's situation and you can see their life and where they're going wrong so clearly surely there is an obligation for you to actually say right rather than giving you options or multiple choice mm-hmm. we need to have some effective change here mm-hmm. and i can see how that can be done so yeah. let's take this action right now by doing this this and this what why wouldn't you or why can't you do that because that's a mentor right that's someone telling you what you should do. A coach would be like, do you, are you happy? Like a coach would help them see that what they're doing is not in their benefit 
rather than telling them that what they do is not in their benefit. Because? Because it's much more impactful for change. It's much more impactful for someone to be like, I didn't think about it that way. Uh And be their realization Uh rather than someone telling you what you should do. Does that make, if, if, it's that, if the process is, is conducted that way, does that mean they're more likely to have long-lasting Yes. Uh, yes, changes? because it comes from them. Uh-huh. Change comes from the individual. It's not, we don't change because someone tells us to change. Yeah. We change because something has happened and a shift of mindset or of understanding has happened and that has caused us to be like, see the world in a different light and then decide something else and that's why coaching is so powerful because it helps you see change perspectives of Mm -hmm. how you've seen the world Mm -hmm. till then but also gives you tools to implement these changes um, long term so they become habits but are there any situations where it's like that urgent where you mm. see things, I'm going to use, maybe it's the wrong term, but I'm going to say you see some bright red flags mm. where it's like, this might be a, a imminent health issue. Mm. Um, how do you go about addressing that? If someone comes to you with, with something where it seems like it needs immediate attention, um, yeah, that so much so that it's outside of your, almost bigger or outside of the process you want to do, mm on a long-term basis with your patient or client. Um, how do you address that? What, what's, the, what, what, what's the procedure? Well, if it's not within my remit of experience, uh, I will suggest an experienced person or someone from a different profession to support. So it really depends what the issue is. No, not, not, not so much of they come to you with an issue and mm. they present to you, this is what I'm going through, and then mm. you see that, okay, this is not something I deal with. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, okay, you've got a standard, whatever mm. standard is, type of client, and they're talking to you about their experiences, mm. their happiness, um, their sadness, what what makes them tick. And in the process of that consultation, mm. you discover or they relay something to you where clearly they are in danger or at significant um, risk of health. Yeah. Are you then in a position to say, okay, right, processes, and tools aside, I think you need to do this, or you might mm. want to consider doing this immediately because it's, it's, it's so urgent. Yeah. So there are moments where you can say that, but then mm-hmm. you have to, that's not, that's not coaching space. Mm-hmm. You kind of get out of it mm-hmm. and you go, do you mind if I give you my opinion? Mm-hmm. So you can, but you have to tell them that this is your opinion. Mm-hmm. Because then they take it on like, okay, this is their opinion, professional Mm -hmm. opinion, more or less, depending on the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to frame it as this is my opinion Mm -hmm. rather than I'm coaching you. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the difference then between uh, a coach, uh, a mentor, a therapist, Mm. and a psychiatrist? Or or, or, actually, sorry, that's that's like a question on the test. What's the difference between a life coach and those other professions? Mm. What distinguishes you from both? Because it feels yeah. like you might end up doing a mixture of all of the above. Um, so a therapist would be someone who would look at your past 
so would focus the discussion on your traumas on your childhood on the things that are now causing challenges in your life Mm -hmm. but looking through the lenses of the past right so that's a therapist Mm -hmm. look at it as like looking backwards Mm -hmm. a coach is looking forward so i take you as from the present of who you are and we look at okay what are the challenges right now what are the blockages in in your life what are the things that you you want to get better at and then we move into what is the best for what's your goal where do you want to come get to so then we move from like working on the mindset of the present to implementing tools and steps and action plan to get you to the person or the goal that you want to achieve so that's moving forward but what if one of these blockages or or issues Mm. relates to something in the past yeah is it a case of you you touch on them briefly or you Mm. you don't touch on them at all or you do but only in a way of addressing them rather than uh, dwelling on them i guess so i'm also trauma-informed coach Mm. which meant i had to add an extra certification Mm -hmm. to the normal life coaching certification to give you a better um, understanding of dealing to, with because i personally understood that i need that knowledge of tapping into the past and dealing with the past and how it relates to present mm-hmm. to be able to then create all the action plans and all the change that i want it mm-hmm. needs to unlock the past first mm-hmm. to some degree to be able to allow this person to move forward because otherwise I felt like I was forcing change onto someone who still pulled back by the past. Mm-hmm. So I chose to get that extra certification to allow me to have that discussion of, okay, what is the story behind this? Mm-hmm. What is really, what are you really thinking when you're doing this? So I am now able to track their story from the past and unpack the things that are holding them back so Mm -hmm. then they have a realization of like wow this is not me Mm -hmm. this is actually something that has happened to me in the past Mm -hmm. and i have taken it as me Mm -hmm. and there's a freedom that comes from that realization Mm -hmm. of like wow like i can free myself from that just because i understood that it's not it's something that has happened to me Mm -hmm. not something that i am Mm-hmm. So, and then we're able to implement change much better because of that realization. Okay, so you touched on what a psychiatrist does in terms of looking back at past traumas mm-hmm. and unpacking them uh, and the work. A therapist. You, therapist, sorry. So, psychiatrist and a mentor. Yeah. How do so, you differentiate from that and yeah. a life coach? A mentor would be someone who has the expertise that you want or the has become or has the position that you're aiming to get to and you come and they give you advice on exactly the steps that you need to take in a specific space so like a a business mentor a relationship mentor a yes that you need to take there's no debate there's nothing about you it's like a clear like these are the steps you need to take Mm. do them go and do them Mm. so that's what a mentor does Um, sorry i have to ask can you have a mentor like approach to being a life coach because the more no, we talk okay because the more we talk it feels like i'm less of a life coach yes. in training and maybe a mentor yes 
Um, okay, fair enough. Yes, and I think people, this is a huge misconception mm -hmm. when people get into coaching, thinking that, oh, I'm going to tell people how to live their life. Mm -hmm. Is there were, no. sorry, um, when you finish actually before, okay, that's a mental. And yes. the last one? And the, the psychiatrist mm -hmm. tends to be more around identified diagnosis. Like these are my depression. current problems now. No, like depression or like serious illnesses that have been diagnosed and then they help you. It tends to be like help with medication. Um, okay. Um, are there, have there, or do you think there will be situations where you are referring people to either a mentor, mm. a therapist or a psychiatrist? Yes, okay. or a nutritionist. Or a nutritionist, okay, cool. Yes, I've had this before. Mm -hmm. You have to see, first you have to be in integrity with what you do and you have to understand where the best help will be with a different profession, mm -hmm. um, where they have a lot of question around their past and they mm -hmm. really struggle with their traumas and uh, even as a, as a certified trauma-informed coach yeah. there's a limit to how much i can help when mm -hmm. it comes to trauma mm -hmm. and if the main subject and the main struggle is the past mm -hmm. and they're so stuck in unpacking that mm -hmm. i won't be able to help until they have spoken to a therapist so then i send them to a therapist to really unpack that and mm -hmm. but then there's a point where they have done the therapy mm -hmm. and therapy doesn't help you to that next doesn't stage. help you move forward yeah, yeah. it helps you unpack the mm -hmm. past and mm -hmm. unblock you mm -hmm. but it doesn't give you what to do next so that's when coaching comes in you mentioned integrity is did you mean in terms of um as a coach you have a duty of care to mm -hmm. re refer someone to the right people if you're you're not yeah. the right person to address their needs in the moment yeah i okay, mean cool. the issue is that there's no laws around coaching yet mm -hmm. because it's still quite a new profession which is why there is some sort of negative light in mm -hmm. which coaching is seen because mm -hmm. there are because there's no laws around it or ways of measuring yeah so how do you capability tell the difference, or skills yeah. within coaching and people can get like a coaching certification in a month. Mm. And then some people like spend years and continuously develop on their skills. And there's no sense of like, who's better. So how do you tell the difference? How do you get a sense of whether or not? Yeah. Not, not so much who's better, because mm. I feel I'm assuming that because it's such a deeply mm. personal, yes. interpersonal thing, it's not about um, good and bad. It's about mm. the right coach for you. Yeah. Um, how like with you, therapists. How do you tell mm. if the person who's coaching you is is, is good? Mm. If there is no trip advisor yeah. list uh -huh. or whatever the equivalent is, or no regulatory body, um, or league table or, or Yes. How, how do you yeah, how do you how do you ascertain whether or not you've got a good coach? Or you're or you've got a uh, you're having a valuable experience from the coach? Mm -hmm. Because you can tell you feel better that the issue that you went in with 
it's being addressed. You feel that you have changed around it, mm -hmm. either the perception of it, mm -hmm. or you feel lighter and better and less negative and less heavy mm -hmm. with yourself and mm -hmm. with the relationship you have with yourself and mm -hmm. more determined and excited about your future. Mm -hmm. So it's very much measured in a mindset and felt experience in it's your body. It's almost in the same way you can you tell whether or not you have a good friendship, a good partnership, a good relationship mm. with a potential partner. To some degree, mm. but I don't want that to be equated with getting help. Your, I know getting yeah. help and having a personal relationship with yeah. is different, yeah, because it's a professional relationship. But feeling it. good and feeling better about yourself. Mm is one of the ways in which you measure whether this was where this is a good good for you exactly like a relationship mm. feeling good within your skill and feeling mm. accepted and positive and better about yourself is also a sign of a good good relationship is it possible for a life coach to also be a mentor psychiatrist mm. therapist as into the same person as in, I have all the qualifications. Mm. Is it possible, in your opinion, is it healthy? It's a lot. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a lot potentially possible because it's completely different methodologies, but they, like, they connect to each mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. So there's skills that you can use from different methodologies mm. to help drive change. Um, I asked because I was doing some research and I, um, because I was doing research before the podcast, um, and I couldn't really find someone who does that, like a full, yeah, universal service. Um, yeah. Not like that, like, I'm talking about renowned. Yeah. People don't tend to have one speciality, mm -hmm. either as a, a life coach, a therapist, a, a tutor, or whatever it is that they do, rather than all of the above. Um, because it's not as simple as, oh, I have a life coaching certification, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I will continue building on my skills and it's a continuous sharpening and understanding how you can better create change yeah. in someone else. So it's like, it's a journey of learning continuously. Mm. I'm I'm currently doing a new course yeah. and I know and I see myself always wanting to get better and better and better and the more you know and the more the better you get at your skill at your skills the more change and quicker and more impactful you can be in your interaction with people and that's for me the aim and there's so much to learn within coaching and there's mm. so much to continuously build on mm. within coaching that I just see doing other things as just a bit too much. You said anyone can be a life coach mm -hmm. um, if they have the desire, I guess, to mm. do it. But I'm also assuming that they have to have the right reasons for getting into it. Mm. If I'm intellectually capable... Um, yeah. but I really, I don't have any, it's not, I don't have a burning desire to help people, mm. but I think I can, um, and I know I can 
earn money from it, mm. is that still a profession I can and should be getting into? Or do you need to have a certain type of personality and a certain type of... Integrity. I would say urge to help people. Mm, okay. Because, you know, I mean, shout out to all my um, friends who work in the med- medical, who work in medicine. Mm. Uh, I know a few people, <laughs> I know a few doctors who aren't, who, who, uh, aren't the warmest, mm. empathetic, <laughs> wonderful people. Uh, I wouldn't really go, for the, go to them for a hug or a pep talk or anything like that. Um, however, they are amazing physicians and they mm. are stellar in their careers. Yeah. Do you need to have, is there a detachment? Can you be detached? Can you be, can your personality be detached from this type of profession, this type of job? Or do you have to take some of yourself into it? I think with like with every profession, right, you can do it on a basic level just by literally practicing the skills that you've learned mm-hmm. because there's processes that you get taught, there's tools you get given, and you can be a coach by simply sticking to, to the book. But the whole point of being a coach mm-hmm. is to create change. And you can't create change if you're sticking to the book because mm-hmm. it takes so much more understanding beyond the actual skills of mm-hmm. a life coach mm-hmm. to be able to impact someone's life. So you can but I don't think you're going to be a great coach. Okay. What does it take to be a coach? Like, not in terms of personality mm. or desire, in terms of um, qualifications. Mm. Like, the raw, what's the raw data? What do you actually need yeah. to have um, on a CV to, to, to get to a stage where you can be like, right, I'm not just someone who gives life advice. Mm. Um, I've gone through a process, whatever that process may be, and um, you don't need to mention a particular um, uh, course or teacher mm-hmm. or whatever, but, but what does it actually take to get to that level, in your opinion? I would say, I mean, first of all, you have to be certified because mm. there's so many people giving advice um, and they call themselves coaches. And it's just... And that's legal? Yes, because again, like there's not a lot of laws around it, which which is why it allows so many people to to consider themselves as coaches without mm. actually having been certified. Mm. And then when it comes to actual certification, there's obviously there's accredited courses. Mm-hmm. Um and there's courses of like six to a year to two years. Mm. I promise you, if you do a course of one or two months, mm-hmm. you are not ready to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, being a coach is not a job, to me at least, who aims to do this mm-hmm. at a high level. It's a vacation. Being a coach is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I practice everything that I talk about Mm. and I continuously push my own boundaries and my Mm. own Mm. education and my own self-development 
to be able to then give better coaching and better better support to other people but that means it's a it's a way of living it's not a job that you just switch off after eight hours of work Mm -hmm. so if anyone is thinking of becoming a life coach i think it's really important to understand that it's really important to understand that you will continuously have to learn and you will continuously improve of your skills. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a life of learning and expansion mm-hmm. and discomfort because you're constantly putting yourself in new spaces. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is comfortable and it's like easy money. Mm-hmm. Um, as people tend to see it sometimes. You said um, briefly that um, the industry seems to have a bad mm. uh, reputation mm-hmm. um, or negative connotations of, of, mm-hmm. with life coaching. What what are they? Because uh, for me, I've not really heard of. I've not had bad things about coaches per se. I've had things about it's it's all very. Mm. It's all very airy fairy and mm. yoga at sunset. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the what are the what are the the main things that negative associations there are with coaching? Mm. Well, first of all, that whenever at the beginning where I was still fresh, mm. I would tell people I'm a life coach. Everyone was like, "I can be a life coach." <laughs> Mm. I would never say something like that. Yes, you would. <laughs> um, so it has this sense of like, it's so easy yes. to be it. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge misconception. Mm. Um, everyone will be a good one. Good mm. to great one. Mm. Rather, yeah, that it's this airy-fairy thing mm. that... Um, you just give advice. Oh, yeah, that's another one, right? That mm. you just give advice. And, you know, my mom is a life coach and my friend <laughs> is a life coach. Everyone is my family is a life coach. Mm. If you're good at advice, mm. you're a life coach. Mm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Because mm. um, you have to understand that the advice you get from other people mm. is from their own limited experience of life, mm-hmm. right? So if not only that, but they're also going to speak from their own agenda mm-hmm. and everyone has one. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking, and I see so many people going for advice to their friends, which are in exactly the same shit mm-hmm. as them, mm-hmm. but they're wanting to get their friends to help them out of the shit that they're still in. Mm-hmm. And they're expecting them to be helped out by someone who hasn't figured out for themselves mm-hmm. what to do. Mm-hmm. So, this is the issue with advice is that from your friends or life coaching from your friends is that they don't have the tools to remove themselves from giving advice from their own perspective Mm. and their own perspective is limited to the experience they've had so far Mm. so it's like if i go for in my opinion i think friends and family are more of a semi mentors rather Mm -hmm. than coaches Mm -hmm. um but even with that you have to be careful because if i go 
like for example if i want nutrition advice i wouldn't go to my friend who's you know who knows a, a, a thing or two mm. about nutrition i would go to a specialist mm. right so it's the same or if i want to i want to have a business i don't go to my friend who's just starting a business or who's like you know playing with the idea of a business mm. asking for what i should do when it comes to my business i go to someone who has already proven that they can have a business right so it's the same if you want skills related advice you go to a coach sorry you go to a mentor mm. right that has proven to have done that particular thing if you want mindset change mm. if you want an action plan towards becoming a better version of you you go to a coach so if you want emotional support mm. you go to friends family so it's a very clear it should be a very clear um separation between what's your intention when you go to all these people because what tends to happen you get advice that you should get from a mentor from a coach from a friend mm. and then you're stuck in six months in exactly the same place and you don't know why okay so we've looked at the the misconceptions about uh, the profession and, and and the industry from the outside do you also think there's still a stigma about having a coach mm. because i find that interesting because if people have a like you said a uh interest in starting a business they go to a business mentor or a consultant mm. um uh, same with if they want to look at their health and fitness they'll go to a personal trainer or a nutritionist and i think people have a sense of pride maybe in saying that they have a pt yeah. or they have a nutritionist or they have a business mentor but i still think in some sections yeah. of society people are a bit shy or a bit backwards in coming forwards when they talk about having a therapist or a um a life coach mm. uh why do you think that yeah. fear or reluctance still comes from because there's still stigmas around oh is there something wrong with you if you're mm. going to a therapist like there must be something really wrong with you which you're you know are you crazy like it's still such a old view on anything that is related to your mental health yeah i think especially when people in public eye as well yeah. they, when they say they're having mental health issues yeah. you 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 have a certain connotations that come with that and you think yes. that they are yes. you know uh, they they should be put in a padded room because yes. it's that kind of um distress yes right? and it, quickly on that do you think mm. that society needs to better understand that term or mm. we need to use a different term Yeah so Simon Sinek talks about mental fitness mm -hmm. because you work on your mental fitness exactly mm -hmm. how you work on your physical fitness mm -hmm. and I like that term mm -hmm. as far as I know I think it's the best one because it makes the differentiation between mental health and mental fitness which is more about like I'm continuously working on bettering my mind mm -hmm. um and it seems like it's less a bit easier to to see this as a process rather than there's something like a label there's mm. something wrong with you mm. if you have like mental health like support mm. because it's such a new field 
still mm. there's still a lot of issues that need to be clarified and labels that need to be um defined mm-hmm. but the, the the funny thing is there's such a need for it there's such a such a huge need for people to go to life coaches or go to therapists because of the state that we're in and because everyone thinks that they should sort it out within themselves they should have all this skills to figure out their mental fitness or their mental health on their own do you think everyone needs a life coach or maybe not needs do you think everyone should have Mm. one or have access to one at least i think everyone should consider getting one Mm -hmm. and most life coaches would give like half an hour and discovery calls like a free call where Mm -hmm. you explore how they can help there's always room for better and this is the great thing about life coaching is Mm -hmm. that they will help you move forward towards what you're trying to achieve and you've you're never there right whatever your goals are or whatever your north star is you're Mm -hmm. constantly building on that and the thing with constantly growing is that what has worked to get you here is not going to be what keeps working to get you to the next step which means you're gonna need a new approach you're gonna need a new perspective to move you to the next level because the next level the knowledge you have so far will only bring you to the level that you're at is there anyone you can't coach as in you are either ethically um you cannot be in a professional space with them as a coach because of any kind of like prior relationship you have with them or is it different from other professions similar professions where the the proximity isn't such a big deal mm. because in your personal life i'm sure you come across people friends family maybe a partner mm. um who might who you might think they need to consider coaching can you then put your hand up and be like by the way i'm here for you uh, uh as a professional mm. or is it best avoided i wouldn't coach someone i'm in a relationship with why because it's a different dynamic when i look at someone as a potential partner mm-hmm. i need this person to come as a whole come as they know who they are they figure themselves out they know what they want to contribute to their relationship and the coaching dynamic is like i'm helping you figure that out Mm -hmm. i'm helping you guide you through your struggles and through your uh, blockages and which means i'm gonna have a different role to the one that i have in a relationship but then on the flip side of that uh, if you're good at your job this person who is your partner has these blockages removed uh, becomes a better person, becomes more productive, mm-hmm. becomes more happy, mm-hmm. more stable, all of these um, possibilities. And then I guess by extension, a better partner as well. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will support my partner mm-hmm. with tools and like help once in a while as we go through life together. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be the foundation of help 
for them because it's an unbalanced relationship. It's not an equal relationship mm -hmm. anymore. It's unbalanced relationship and it's also not sexy. What if you were dating a, another love coach? There will be boundaries. Like we wouldn't coach each other. Okay. That is still something that applies. Like I don't want anyone to coach me that I'm in a relationship with. What about family and friends? Is it a slightly different dynamic or does the, is it's, it like a blanket will apply? It's different. Could potentially. But I think it's trickier. Because people don't treat you as like authority. Don't treat you as people that are in your family. They're like, oh, I've seen you, you know, naked mm -hmm. when you were five. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're telling me how to live my life. <laughs> Right? It's just—it's <laughs> like it's—it's it's very hard for people to take the to reframe the dynamic because it's a completely different dynamic than a family interaction. I'm not here to crack jokes with you. I'm here to like figure out, okay, how do you how do we move forward? And there's—it's a mind shift, mindset shift that not a lot of people can do, and. I've coached a few friends and it has worked because they understood what coaching is mm -hmm. and we were not friends, we were like clients and coach in that dynamic and then outside of it we were friends um, but we created an actual like Was that session. Um, so I've done it a few times, it's worked. I. I feel like I couldn't do it with all my friends. Yeah, it depends. I was gonna say, if you're a professional, I think I I would assume professionally, once you're in your professional space, it's easy to turn it on and do your job. Mm -hmm. I would also assume that it's more difficult to then revert back to friendship mode because mm. not for me because I'm I do so much mindset work mm. that I constantly shift between okay. how I look at the world. Um. But I think it is difficult for most people. Because I can imagine you coaching someone through a process or, a, or an event. Mm -hmm. And then when you switch to a, a friendly relationship and you're in the pub or whatever, and that person then says to you, oh my God, like, such and such is driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. I would find it very difficult to then keep going as a friend. Yeah. Because I'd be almost they conscious of the. Yeah. I know you're giving the tools and you're not giving advice, mm -hmm. but then part of me would like find it difficult to give the advice, especially if it's a contradiction of or or, or expediting mm. the processes I've tried to put in place as a coach. Yeah. Um... Do you? Does it? Is it down to you to then to say, oh, Obviously, we've, we've talked about this in the session, so yeah. I can't really... I can't it's, really... it's a boundaries thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you will have to establish boundaries. Okay, we don't talk about this outside of our coaching sessions, or you go, let's talk about this in the next coaching session. Mm -hmm. So there has to be boundaries, because otherwise it's a mess. What, um, what, in your mind, constitutes a bad client or a difficult client? And don't tell me, I'm, I, all clients are lovely and I love them and they're amazing and la, 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 la. No. What, 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 and I don't mean bad, but what, mm. what, what makes the interaction, the process difficult? Okay, I can tell you 
what someone that is uncoachable. Someone like that exists? Yeah. Should you even be saying that? Because of the mindset they're in right now, mm-hmm. not because they're uncoachable in general, okay. but because of the way they think. Mm-hmm. So someone who constantly, who thinks that, that they figured out life, someone who thinks that they're right, no matter what, that they have found the truth. Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't have the... Someone who doesn't think they need your services. Someone who doesn't think that there's, there can be solutions outside of their own knowledge so far. Mm-hmm. Who think that they know everything, but they also don't have, because they don't have the openness to learning new things because a lot of the coaching tools if they 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 put you in a place where they expand you in directions that you've potentially never seen before mm-hmm. like meditation or somatic experiences mm-hmm. or i don't know reiki whatever right there could be different sort of alternative suggestions that and explorations of the self mm. that you've never experienced before. And if you don't have that openness to see new methodologies as something that could help you, and if you think that the way you see the world is right and is the end mm. of it all and is the truth, um, you're very hard to coach or uncoachable actually because you're stuck in your own mindset Mm. and you need, that's why I don't coach people who don't think they need a coach because I'm not here to convince you, you need a coach. Mm. I want you to know that you're struggling with your mindset or that you want better for yourself, but that you have, you don't know how to do better for yourself or how to create better for yourself. And you're willing to open your mind to new ways of looking at the world. Because I can't coach you if you say, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need a coach. Mm-hmm. Then you are. Are you though? Like, are you happy? Are you the happiest you can be? Mm. That would be my question to them. And if their answer is yes, then fine. Then you don't need a coach. Like, once you, once you, I guess, break down that barrier, get past that stage, Mm. Um, I asked you how an individual will know if they have a good coach or having a good mm. experience with their coach. How do you know as a professional mm. you're making progress? Is it the same mm. calculation or the same things you watch out mm. for? People tell me, right? They will come and say like, oh my God, like I've done what you said mm. and it has literally like changed my life. Mm. Thank you so much. Mm. So it's a lot on results. But sometimes is also on like slight mindset changes. I can see because most of the time you create goals and you go, okay, what do you want to achieve from our sessions? Mm-hmm. So you can measure whether you're, you've achieved those things or you're getting closer to achieving those things that the client wanted. So you can measure it that way mm-hmm. um, or you can measure it into like they actually come to you and say like, look, I am so, I'm much less, you know, unhappy 
with myself. I'm yes. so much like my friends tell me that I'm so much more confident. I didn't even realize. And sometimes it's hard to because you're in the process. You don't realize that you have changed and mm. your friends tell you that you have changed. Mm. So um, it's beautiful. But above, above the more testimonial aspect of mm -hmm. it, I'm talking about in terms of the session, session mm -hmm. by session. Mm -hmm. Can you tell by someone's reactions mm. to you, their demeanor, their approach in those sessions that yeah. you're making improvement yes. as well? Okay. Yes. I take notes after every session so I can really see the, the changes in their mood or in the way they come across or in the way they react to certain things that they used to react overreact and now they don't react mm. as much mm. so there's little ways in which i can see their their mindset has changed mm. and in a way in which they practice it mm. now because they have embodied the tools that mm. i gave them you said you said that it's beautiful the process mm. to, to, to watch someone i guess develop and and mm. and, and overcome a situation mm. um what else do you get out of it what do you what do you what do you what are the what is what is the reward for you for being a, a coach it's at least two-dimensional so for me is this is my vocation like this is what i'm meant to do it's your calling it is um and i can feel it through every cell of my body because of the way I naturally think about these things. Mm -hmm. I naturally want to get better and better at these things. I naturally practice these things. Mm -hmm. Like I live this life. Um, so I love the process of it, the process of getting better mm -hmm. and practicing and coaching mm -hmm. as well as I love the results and the, I love the, change and the happiness that i can create for other people via the skills that i have and it genuinely gives so much more energy and expands my heart every single time mm. i guess someone telling me what you said has you know changed completely my relationship with my family or and it's it's just the best thing in the world last couple of questions um have you changed by becoming mm. a life coach uh, and if so how Oof. this is a hard question i have changed and i will continue changing mm. i have become extremely self-aware mm. i have become extremely intentional in everything that i do mm in the way I spend my time in the people that I give my love to, mm. in the things that I expose myself to. Everything is intentional and has been thought about in the food that I put in my body, in the way I move my body, mm. in the way I am towards myself when I go through hard times, the way I talk to myself, it's just everything has changed. Uh -huh. Because the more tools I learn, the more tools I apply to myself. And the, the more I expand myself as an individual, uh -huh. 
I also have much higher standards mm. towards myself and towards everyone that's in my life. Mm. And I've had people that weren't able to match that standard. Mm. And that's fine. But I'm so clear on how I want to live life. Mm -hmm and the type of experience I want to create in the world, but I also, the type of experiences and people I want to surround myself with and the type of experience I want to attract because I am the type of person that I am. Uh -huh. So I am not looking to compromise on that. So I think I have become much more uh, complex. I think I have really stepped, tapped into so many complex complexities of myself mm -hmm. um and i am really unafraid of expressing everything that i am and i've become much more fearless fearless and brave and unapologetic a hundred percent more of yourself would you say hundred percent and it's a continuous process i will continuously become more of myself because there's still places where I feel within myself mm. that I can be a louder version of me, mm -hmm. but that I'm still not allowing myself to. So I'm continuously working on those little shifts within myself of like, how can I, I have this constant question in my head of like, mm. how can I become, how can I be a more expressed version of myself today? So I, that's my goal every single day which um leads me seamlessly to my next point um in pursuit of that goal mm. does a life coach need a life coach mm. yes but it's as i said it's hard to find a good life coach and it applies to me like mm. it's hard to find for me because I'm so self-aware and I've done so much work on myself and because I've, I've done so many courses and I have so much knowledge already, I very rarely find a life coach that I feel like would help me step up mm. into a completely different dimension of me. Mm. But there's one. Mm -hmm. That's one I had in mind. <laughs> and yes, and now I'll, I'll your paths will cross at some at some point. Yes. Um, this is a bonus question because I wanted to ask it earlier. Uh, well, I didn't want to ask it earlier. I just thought of it now. Um, and I think this applies to all professionals. Mm. Can you do what you do if you don't have your quote unquote shit together? No. If, like it's it applies less to other professions, but it applies so much more to therapists and uh, coaches. Because you're all human. We are all human, exactly. And if I have stuff that I haven't dealt with, mm. I will be projecting my own issues onto mm. the client. Mm. And that's just wrong. Mm. Um, I have an actual kind of meditation practice that I do before my every session mm. where I just remove myself and my own issues. I empty my mind mm. 
to make sure that I give space for my client. Mm. But if you're going through stuff that you haven't dealt with, it's going to be very hard to, it's going to be impossible because you don't have the actual space because all the inner space is, is filled up with the things that you are struggling with. So you, you kind of preempted my, 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 uh, my additional point. Um, so I was going to say, does that mean you have to be perfect? And no. I guess you're not saying you're perfect. You're saying that you constantly do the work yes. yourself to make and, sure you're in a space and capacity to help others. Yeah, and being in this profession, you really, you're so clear when something is off. Mm-hmm. I notice when something is off very quickly about me. I don't always know why, mm-hmm. but I know that something is just misaligned or off or I'm like really irritated or really emotional about something. Mm-hmm. I notice when it comes up and mm-hmm. then I know what to what tools to apply i have the tools to help myself through that but you have to deal with it or you have to be self-aware to say like look i'm not in a space right now to have a session i'm going through my own things Mm. and then you remove yourself and just you know deal with your own things and then you come back when you're in a balanced and centered place which i suppose is probably hard to do if you if your if your focus and goal is about earning money and treating your profession mm. like a business rather than doing a yes. job and caring for somebody yes. in the best way possible. Yes. Um, you mentioned alignment. Mm-hmm. You said being a life coach is your vocation, is your calling. Mm. Is it something that once you started doing, you were like, ah, yes, this is what I've always been mm yearning and moving towards or was it a case of literally never thought about it never considered it but once it hit me or was in the space then it was the thing for me which was it a or was it b i randomly found it mm. i bumped into coaching completely randomly and it like intrigued me mm. and it seemed to really take so many of my boxes and mm. i'm like hmm, i'm gonna try this and once i started doing the course mm. I was just effortlessly one of the best. Mm. Like even my mentor, even the professors were like, you were just meant for this. And I felt it. Mm. I just felt like just came all the knowledge, all the understanding, everything that was like taught, it just fitted with who I am. Mm. Um, And for the first time, because I've been searching my whole life Mm. for what this thing is for me um it just felt like something just made sense Mm -hmm. full sense for me Mm -hmm. thank you very much you're welcome